Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. doesn't matter if I sit in it, since nobody else is. <laughs> when we got on the ship Friday, my nephew got seasick before it even sailed, poor thing, and we didn't get around to signing up for our deck chairs until afternoon, and I'm afraid all the good places were taken for that time. My, <laughs> you certainly have no idea how big an ocean is until you're in the middle of it, do you? <laughs> no, I, I guess not. <laughs> My name is Sorensen, Effie Sorensen. I'm traveling with my nephew and his wife, Mr. and Mrs. Piper and their daughter, Betsy. He's going to Europe on business, and we're going along on pleasure. <laughs> is that a good book? Yes, uh, very. What's the name of it? Anatomy of a Murder. Oh, yes, I've heard of that. I uh, have some magazines here, if you care to look at them. Mm, oh, oh, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> Goodness, I can always read at home. No, I prefer just to sit here and look at the ocean. But you go right ahead and read. I know how it is when you have a good book. <laughs> Thank you. Is this your first trip to Europe? Uh, no, 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 no. I've been several times. Oh, business? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it's not as exciting to you as it is to me, then. <laughs> well, you go right ahead and read. Thank you. Certainly is a beautiful boat, isn't it? Well, I guess I should say ship, but I never can remember. <laughs> Staterooms are so nice, and the food, I must say, is wonderful, don't you think? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Very nice. Have you seen all the ship, madam? Well, I don't suppose we've seen all of it. Well, there are tours you can take oh. to the captain's bridge and the engine rooms, which I think you'd find fascinating, madam. What? Uh, but I suggest you sign up for them quickly as possible. Oh, tours to the bridge and the engine rooms. Why, how interesting. No, I didn't know that. Well, I'll go and tell my niece, and we'll sign up for them right away. How nice of you to suggest it. Not at all, madam. Not at all. Do you wish you were going to Europe this summer? Or to the new state of Hawaii? Or off on a Caribbean cruise? Or maybe you'd like to make a tour of the Evangeline country up in Nova Scotia? Any and all can be pretty wonderful experiences. Pretty impossible, too, you might be saying. Well, for this summer, maybe so. But summers have a dependable habit of coming back. So why not look ahead for some summers and start now to build a nest egg? Or better yet, a travel egg for that lucky day. You know how to do this? With United States savings bonds. A little or a lot of money put away each payday can be the concrete foundation for anybody's castles in the air. A steady, safe foundation, I might add, because United States savings bonds pay a guaranteed three and a quarter percent interest. Their value never goes down. It can only go up. So, start today to buy and save United States savings bonds for that trip you've been dreaming of in your secret heart. 
library to buy some postcards, and I ran into Aunt Effie on the promenade deck, and she said this awfully nice man she was talking to out on deck said there were tours we could take of the boat. Uh-huh. Feel any better at all today? I can't tell. Well, you're probably weak from not eating anything for two days. I honestly think, dear, you'd feel better if you'd get out of that bunk and walk up on deck and get some fresh air. Oh, I don't know. How you could be seasick when we've had the loveliest voyage so far. And it's so ironical that it's you, because Aunt Effie and I were the ones who were worried, and you kept saying, oh, being seasick is purely psychological. Yeah, well, I'm eating my words, if that's any satisfaction to you. Oh, no, dear, I I didn't mean that. I just, mm, just feel so awful you aren't enjoying the trip. I do think you feel better. I mean, at least you're talking to me, which is more than you've done since we sailed. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm sorry, golly. I'm just... It's disappointing for you, too. You haven't had a chance to dress up and go dancing at night. All the talk we did about standing by the rail in the moonlight and holding hands. (laughs) All I've done is lie here and hold my head and my stomach. Oh, now, don't you worry about me. I've had a wonderful time... You haven't wanted to hear about anything. Well, you know, honey, when you're seasick, you just want to be left alone. Uh-huh, I guess so. Oh, well, tell me now, what have you been doing? Well, we have breakfast every morning at 8, and we're at the first sitting. Everybody with children's at the first sittings, 8, 12, and 6. And then after breakfast, we go for a walk on deck. And then I've gone to the library and the writing room and written some postcards and letters, and Betsy goes up the playroom. <laughs> oh, fine. That's nice. She made some friends. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful playroom. Yes, would you believe it? None of the children on board her age speak English. They either speak Dutch or French or German. Oh. And it's wonderful to watch children who can't really speak to each other. They make themselves understood somehow, and they're all having a great time, yeah, you know? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I can struggle out today. I, you know, I think I do feel better. Mm, I certainly can't feel better. worse than I have been. Uh-huh. You know, I just don't understand it. I, I, I have never been car sick or air sick. Never, never. Mm-hmm. And here the ocean's been as smooth as glass. I know. I get I know. sick. Well, I, you're I, not the only one, dear. There are some pretty white-faced people sitting up on deck looking mighty under the weather. Oh, I must look like a bum, too. I haven't even shaved since I got on the boat. Yeah, oh, that may be the steward. Joe was wondering if he could do anything for you. Come in. Ah. How is the seasick crab? Oh, it's Aunt Effie, dear. Get back into bed. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, uh... I've certainly seen him in pajamas before. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Aunt Effie. Come on in. Well, he doesn't have his pajamas on, just oh. his shorts. When he got sick Friday, he just took his suit off and flopped down. Yep, and here I have stayed. Come, well, on, come on in, Aunt Effie. I feel better. Well, hello. <laughs> Hi. I've looked in several times, but you were sleeping, or else just lying here groaning. Yeah, so I know, I know. You feel better? Yeah, I, I, I think so, thanks. Well, why don't you shave and dress? Take a walk on the promenade deck, then it'll be time for lunch. Lunch, oh, golly. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't mention food, not yet, huh? Oh, no, that's too bad. Now, what do you mean, time for lunch? It's only 9 o'clock. Oh, no, dear, it's 11. No, no, it's not. No, it's 11. 11? Yeah, my watch is 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. five minutes after 9, no, to be exact. No, no, we've gained an hour each day. The notice was posted on the bulletin board. Yes, mm-hmm. right oh, in the purser's office. At 4 mm-hmm. each afternoon, we gain 20 minutes, then mm-hmm. at 6, and then again at 8, so that we gain an hour all towed each day. Oh, <laughs> boy, I've certainly been out of circulation, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you feel better, because we've just been having the nicest trip. It's so exciting. Exciting being on an ocean liner. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, my goodness, we've played shuffleboard uh-huh. and gone to the movies. It 
Peter. Oh, it's been more yeah, well, fun. <laughs> well, I'll get up and shower and shower. Oh, good, dear. Uh, where, where'd you put my suitcase, darling? Your suitcase. I'll get on the now. Oh, mm-hmm. I found out the name of those people sitting at the next table to us in the dining room. Oh? I met them on deck and we got to talking. Yeah, I uh-huh. want a shaving tip first. Yeah, I know, dear. I'm just trying to say what I did. It's Mr. and Mrs. Peter Cronk. Uh-huh. And Mr. and Mrs. Borland. But the woman we thought was married to the one man isn't. Uh-huh. She's a sister. And she's married to the other man. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. What's the matter? I don't know where your suitcase is. Well, what do you mean you don't know where it is? Oh, I don't get excited. Well, I just you... don't see it. Well, it. Here's your briefcase and here's my suitcase on the suitcase rack. And my cosmetic case and I have a clothes pack hanging up in the closet Look here. Look under the bed, dear. It was delivered to the stateroom here, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Don't yell. I don't know. I'm trying to think. No, there's nothing under either bed. Well, for pizza, you mean to tell me you didn't make sure that my suitcase was put in a stateroom here, here too? Look, I was so worried well, about got... my suitcase and the clothes pack but... that when they arrived, I was so relieved and I started hanging my dresses up. Mm-hmm. And you were so sick, you asked me not to make so much noise, which I wasn't. But you wanted to be left alone. You mean to tell me you didn't check on my suitcase when well, all the it is not in the stateroom. It may have been put in the baggage room. Shall I check? Oh, yes, would you, Anna? Well, all, all my clothes, my, my, my shaving kit, well, everything. don't look at me. I've been tiptoeing around here for two days, so I wouldn't disturb you. When I asked you if you didn't want to change into your pajamas so you'd at least be more comfortable, you said, No, 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 just leave you alone. Well, if I'd looked for your pajamas, we'd have realized then that your suitcase wasn't here. Oh, my goodness. Why, you don't suppose you left it in the taxi cab when you went to the pier back in New York? Oh, no, no, no. It was taken out of the taxi. I, I counted our pieces of luggage. Uh-huh. Oh, well, well I'll go check in the baggage. Room. Well, I'll go with you. In the All meantime, right. why don't you take a shower, dear? At least you'll feel better. Feel better? I, I, I haven't even got a clean shirt. Take I... your shower, Aunt Effie, and I will check the baggage room. Oh. <laughs> We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. Andy Griffith has a sport that beats bird-watching all hollow. At least so he says. It's girl-watching. Only this week, he said the other day, I saw a red-sweatered purse twirler, a high-heeled wiggler, and a highly perfumed secretary. And my wife, he added sadly, recently picked out another secretary for me who is sort of a broad-tailed waddler. So it goes. That's also the way Andy Griffith goes on in his lazy North Carolina drawl every night, Monday through Friday, on CBS Radio. Andy, you know, is part of CBS Radio's new evening comedy hour. The other stars who make up this bright roster of entertainment are your old favorites, Amos and Andy, in their merry music hall, the hilarious husband and wife team, George Burns and Gracie Allen, and those mischievous masters of the wildly whimsical Bob and Ray. So tune them all in, one after the other, every weekday evening, right here on CBS Radio. That is impossible. That is absolutely impossible. Well, it's what the man said. Well, how, how could my suitcase have been put down in the hold of the ship? The man in the baggage room said it must have been. He said if it's not in the stateroom here, and it certainly isn't in the baggage room, and Effie and I checked every single suitcase, and yours is not in there, then the man said it must have been put down in the hold. All right, then somebody can just march themselves down there and dig it out of the hold. Dear, I talked to the purser about it even. He well, said once a piece of luggage has been put in the hold, it is impossible to get it out until the ship docks. Docks? 
That's what you... Next Friday at Southampton. This is Monday. Am I supposed to travel all week in the same clothes? No razors so I can shave? Not even a toothbrush. Well, I suppose you can get a razor some kind from the steward, dear. Shall I ring for him? I'll ring for him, and by golly, I'll get dressed, and I am going to see the captain. Oh, yeah. I don't, why, 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 why should my suitcase, of all our luggage, have been put in a hole? I don't understand. I, I put the tags on those suitcases myself, and every one of them said, wanted in the state Yes, room. yes, I know you did. I yeah, know you did. well, by golly, the captain will hear about this. Honey, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You remember as we walked out of our hotel room in New York, I said to you, there's a tag on the floor. Do you suppose it came off something? Oh, but... And you said, no, no, it was an extra. You hadn't needed or something, and you pushed me out the door. But... You were in such a hurry. Maybe it wasn't an extra. Maybe it came off your suitcase. No. Oh, yeah. Remember yes, I, I said remember. That? Yes, I remember. Well, for the love of Mike, in that case, maybe it wasn't even put on the boat. Oh, you, you don't. Well, now, could... well, we won't know until we get to Southampton Friday. Now, right. don't worry about that. Now, I'm sure it was put on the ship here. Now, ring for the steward, get a razor, and get dressed anyhow. Oh. <sighs> oh. Oh, what? What now? I washed out the only shirt you have this morning. Well, it's dripped dry, dear, but it hasn't dripped dry yet. Well, that's great. That's just great. Well, I wanted to travel lightly. I sure am. (laughs) You sure are, The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton and Raymond Bramley and is produced by Walter Hart. 